Dork Tales presents Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Hello, everybody. What the hell is that hat, Cal? Ah, gotcha. Nisi <laughs> made this for me. It's nice, oh. but it wasn't what I was expecting. It's never what... <laughs> Nobody just... expects the... Uh... Anisa Inquisition. The Anisa. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Dork Tales. This is Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Uh, how to run Chapter 7, Part 1. Uh, I'm your Dungeon Master Kelly, using he and him. And, uh, folks, tonight uh, we are a player down in our end game because Chris is off at a wedding. Uh, eventually, he, he got there. Um, um, and he will definitely rant about flying with an infant later, um, next week when he's back. Uh, but we are going to be, uh, heading into game again next week, but tonight we're doing a how to run because the first half of this chapter and the second half of this chapter are vastly disconnected. And I thought it would be a good way to kind of give a little starter how to for the middle bit here. So tonight we are going to be covering how we ran and how we would adjust or change things that are in, uh, chapter seven of Shadow of the Dragon Queen, the Siege of Calaman, uh, which is going to start basically the moments that the characters get back to Calaman and go until they step onto the Death Star. I mean, Citadel. Um, but before we do that, let's go ahead and introduce everybody so you know who's talking, starting with Christine. Hello, I'm Christine. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm Lady Liliana in the chat. And in this game, I'm usually in blonde and playing Kalara Vingard, our human cleric of Mystical. And congratulations, Random, on uh, being a mod. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on Random Equinox joining the mod squad. Uh, all right. Over to Chris. Sounds of screaming at WestJet. Okay, good. Uh, down to Robin. Hi, I'm Robin. I use she, her pronouns. I am second-gen gamer in the chat. Um, and I usually can find... You can usually find me. There we go in that slightly coppery auburn wig and being a very mischievous little kender swashbuckling rogue Razir Moonbrush but tonight I am just just Robin which is good because I've not slept well in three days and my brain is just it's kaput kaput all right over to Cal uh hello my name is Cal I'm Neo Cal in the chat I use he him pronouns and I'm excited to uh to talk about the very chonky uh mid chapter the stuff. chonky chapter chonky chapter chonky chapter oh lord it's a coming uh all right and finally last but not least jen hey i'm jen uh you she her pronouns and normally i play hazel knight granite our dwarven lunar sorcerer who has many spells many spells many many spells too many spells for me to be honest um all right so Folks, as we're getting into this, feel free to leave any questions in the chat uh, as well. I'll be, I, I was a little late posting because I'm still recovering from extra life and am very frazzled, uh, but I posted around on some social media sites and things like that. So if you have any questions, you can also leave them there uh, or it's too late. Um, but um, let's get into this. So what what's everybody's opinion of this? And just to give you an idea of it, do you, do you want me to ask your opinions first or should I give kind of an outline of what happened in the chapter? I was going to say, could you just do a little recap? It has been a couple of things. Always a recap. All right. Yeah, always yeah. a recap. 
All right, so this chapter is the, the final chapter of the game. There is no chapter eight in this book. It is literally just the rest of the book is like 40 page, 30, oh, it's something like 20 pages. That's not terrible. Uh, like 20 some pages of, of hardcore thick plot. Uh, and that covers the hasty retreat from the city of lost names which begins with Calaman surviving soldiers, camping on the bluff, you meeting with them, going to the coast, and then returning home. So I guess it's slightly before Calaman. But like, basically, from the moment you leave the City of Lost Names to the moment that you get back to the Citadel. So, um, a reminder, what happened is you met up with the, uh, with the surviving Calaman soldiers. You travel back to Calaman. Uh, you did it a different way than they expect. Uh, you make reports. You prepare for things. You rebuke all of the people who are first testing the offenses or the defenses of Calaman and then are assaulting over the night to try to wear those defenses down. Then you have to meet up with Clystron and the Dragonelles. Then you fly to the Citadel and have a big dogfight. So those are the main beats that we're covering. So uh, we started off. So the way that the book assumes things is that you beat a hasty retreat. You watch the flying Citadel. Uh, and can you, if you watch it for like 10 minutes, you can see that they're having to stalk it. So it's going to be a couple days of, of lead time. From there, uh, you meet with Derek. Derek gives you basically the plot. Uh, and then make it to the coast, which takes five days for some reason. Um, and that's dumb, in my opinion, because... If you did all of the other things, the book should really put in there. By the way, if you have Habakkuk's Blessing and other stuff, it takes you like, you can probably order a pizza and beat it to the coast if you have all of those bonuses, you know? <laughs> like the pizza might yeah, be free. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, that sounds about right. They also say that um, you can rescue some dragon out, but they have nothing about you guys taking the shortcut to get back, whether or not you have like teleportation circles or anything like that set up. So... Um, in our case, what you all did was you rescued some Wasteland Dragonelles and you talked to Clystron and we're like, we're going to take some Dragonelles back. I saw no reason to make you take a boat back with everybody. Um, it, it seemed like a really slowing down of the plot. And as we were, we, we made it back to Calamant, you do the report, um, you go and make reports to all of them. And they assumed that Lord Bakaris, the elder, uh, demands... You, it assumes that he's still a dickhead, basically. And you guys had that nice roleplay scene with him, so he was a little softened, still kind of bossy, because that was his character. Um, you ask a bunch of questions, and then they give you a bunch of quiet time. And this is where I had problems with the module, because you did skip ahead, so you no longer had to, say, wait five days. And so I had to play around with the timelines of like them getting back, and like the... The troops making it back in okay time um or starting actually did the troops ever make it back they're still on their way back i guess aren't they i think so oh good well they're that going will... to be like the riders of gondor basically yeah. that's into... that is that's what i was having them do sorry it's been like two months since i started running this part of the chapter um, oh, you, i was you did think think about that I did think about it. I was like, I yeah. guess they have enough defenses inside of the city, but it's pretty tight, which is why you guys have to keep doing things. So you meet with Marshall Vendry. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Day of Dread where um, I kind of juggled it around a bit so that like uh, the Day of Dread's like all of the little things like this guy is like collecting pets that have been abandoned and so on. Right. Then there's trouble at the gates. 
which is where um uh a bunch of refugees are like let us in and then you know the good commanders are like nah right um then there's a strange rider where the the riders show up and uh there is i say that like it's um it basically it's where the dragonel shows up and Derrett and clystern show up and they're like hey here's the deal we're we're an advance force uh then you prepare for the counterattack. then the night of terror is um as dusk approaches and all of the attacks happen and the way that they have it is you can have as many of these night encounters as possible uh there are four of them there was testing of the defenses where four dragon army dragonels uh carry eight bozak draconians and airdrop them um all along the walls and you have to protect i didn't love that one so i actually cut that from my plot um, I use the High Master's message, which is where she drops a lesser death dragon on you. Mm. Um, I made it two death dragons because this module's not hard enough, in my opinion. Um, then there's the scene with Lord Bakaris defecting. And then there is uh, concluding the night. Now, once the night's concluded, you get your long rest, and then the actual battle begins. The the, act- the, uh, the scene with Bakaris defecting that we just stopped. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, yeah. so um, after that is the actual battle of Calaman, and that's when um, you are fighting along the walls, you are repelling death dragons, you are stopping assassins, and then you have to get gnome flung. Okay? Uh, so why don't we jump in... So let's talk about the start of this up to the night of dread, and then we'll keep going. So what about those sections work for you guys? What what did you what did you think were kind of kind of boring? And so I'll what, start for us. And what was boring? Or yeah, what like... what worked? What was good? What would you rather have had happen? Like um, personally, mm. I think that there are too many bullshit side side plots that are mostly mm-hmm. just fight a couple draconians on the wall because we need a little bit of combat. I mean, we if you take them out, we we're not necessarily aware of them, but yeah, I could see how they might throw some of those in. Okay. No, um, like like I can see why they would be part of the module, but I'm fine with us not having done mm-hmm. them because I agree with you and there's too many. I just don't know what they are because we didn't do them. That's fair. Um there are mm-hmm. uh so I left in the bit where you can rescue the wasteland dragon L. Um what was his name? Rebel? Rebel? Um, from the Dragon Army officers, which you guys mulched so quick in that fight, by the way. That's the one where I didn't even get around before you killed them all. Oh, that one. Yeah. Um, so then uh, on your way back. So what what did you guys think about basically meeting up with the army, seeing all of the dead Calaman soldiers, and then returning to Calaman? Were, was giving you all Dragon Elves the right thing to do? Should I have made you take the boat and then be on this empty boat with just you guys and a few sailors so that, like, the impact of having lost that many troops, and so much so that you have a spare boat for the convoy, was better felt? Well, so... N- no. My, my quick answer is no. Um, because, again there is this threat we want to get as far ahead as possible and 
you gave us a really hard persuasion check to get those dragon owls. Like, Christine did the sending and rolled a persuasion check to get that and rolled really well. Mm. So it was something that I think... Oh, that was too... It was earned. It was earned to give that. You didn't take any weight away because we were feeling the pressure of the moment of more people are going to die if we don't give mm. preparation. So I think... I don't think it... I don't think you should have because I think that would have been potentially a moment where it doesn't feel like where you know the term railroading could be applied potentially if like you didn't give us an option of all the interactions we've had because we are a good party that is nice and help people I think it was it was a good opportunity that you gave us that that option I feel like we rolled well the boat could have been fine but the trick with it would have been that you would have had to narrate it and not mm. let us role play because yeah. that would have been too much i think of a period of oh god this is taking forever what do we do and just it would break the tension i feel like cuz all you can do is just sit there and wait at that point yes. so like i feel like there's nothing there would have been no real value to playing through it it probably would have been fine if you wanted to do one of your like narrative little stories that you do for like say werewolf and stuff like that Mm. to describe what happens having maybe talked Mm -hmm. to us during the week to figure out what sorts of things would you be thinking about what sorts Mm. of things would you be talking about Mm -hmm. what sort of sense would your character be feeling emotionally with this what's Mm -hmm. their urgency and then just done a descriptive Mm. but Mm -hmm. i don't think we should have played through it yeah. because uh, yeah. i feel like that like would be a... one of those midpoint climax and momentum breaking moments that always seem to occur around the midpoint of the module yeah yeah fair. i, I gotta say this module's tighter than most watsy modules like there there have been very few stretches where i've been like it's kind of boring honestly the worst part of dragonlance so far has just been the hex crawl and even that was okay <laughs> Well, because you fixed it, or at least I, you I, fixed I it. I fixed it. Yeah, I fixed it. But like yeah. it, it could have been way worse, right? Oh, um, for sure. And I think it depends also on how you're playing this. So we're playing this narratively, mm-hmm. and as a mm-hmm. show. Yeah. So it doesn't work in that context. Yeah. yeah but you have, you if you're using it in an actual tabletop campaign, and you're trying to, like, kind of put that timing in because it is a distance you're covering you do not have Mm. instantaneous transportation and if you're trying to show the stress of oh god trying to keep ahead of the city and get back in time to warn and prep and want to stretch the game out a little you can do that but i think you need to emphasize the stress of it every session then so somewhere between a hex crawl Mm. and the last two seasons of game of thrones you want the pacing somewhere between (laughs) Yeah. Those two. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. instead of teleporting from the from the bottom to the top, you it just kind of depends on what yeah, you're trying yeah. to do with there, it. Yeah, there's the the stress, the driving stress of war, right? I think I've mentioned this before. To suddenly hit that wall of oh, now you're in a hex crawl, you're moving very slow because you got lots of places to or tr- a long way to go and lots of time to travel there, and it doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it feels real and also not real. And for yeah. a show, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but we also, want, we, uh, we want the fast fast travel option because we've unlocked, we've done, we've you've done unlocked Calaman. Where we've we've unlocked Calaman. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We but unfortunately, the wrong way. The fast back. travel marker is outside of Calaman, so to get to the castle, you have to go all the way up through the market. You have to go through the keep. <laughs> Oh, I hate I hate uh, that checkpoint uh, so much. I hate it. I will so say, much. I, w I will say that um, the uh, da, 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 in terms of the boat, um, the only way I could really see running it is basically as Christine said, but maybe maybe add a short little role play bit of just us being on the boat and like our first thoughts and interactions when we are when we're there. And then narrate the rest of it because yeah, you do not want to run that that boat I, scene. That whole I thing. like so uh, we kind of did that as well on your first night back in your safe space where you're all just sitting there going, "We're gonna die tomorrow," <laughs> right or whenever. I, I liked that. Yeah, it was um, a really good role play scene. Uh, well, uh, but I uh, actually want to talk about that next, but just to put a bow on the like riding the dragon else thing um it's two things logistically they're like well we can't take a whole boat for like five people it's supposed to have like a hundred people on it yeah it's like prom you so get there's that realistic and yeah we get our own own limo um but then the other side is like let your players use the things they never get to use like let the person to speak with animals like it felt nice that actually being able to speak with the animals and bargaining with the dragonelles but also my dm mind was like hey let's also help kelly just move things back to well, because a lot of it's extraneous, right? And like, if you're playing a table yeah. game, uh, and as Christine was saying before, this is very narrative. So we're leaning into that versus like the table game mentality where you're meeting every week, you've got like a five or six hour session, potentially, you've got time for a couple of extra little combats while you're, while you you're eating. Care your... how long it goes? Yeah, right. You've got pizza coming, whatever. Um, so like that's, that's one and thing. And I will say some, some people really like that part of gaming and that's totally fine if that's their yeah. jam. Yeah, but mm -hmm. that's not what, what you're not going to watch that probably or listen to it while you're painting or whatever people do. Um, so also, it's just cool. You know, it's cool. them yeah. back to. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. You <laughs> yeah. get, it's like taking motorcycles back. Right. So you go well, in and like you get to do cool things that you like Christine got to use sending to convince that. And we found and like Cal through that found out that dragon elves understand common. So then we can actually we could talk to our dragons during the really intense fight scene with Red Ruin, and we could actually, in character, know we can tell our dragon elves what to do. Yeah. So it was like, Which, it was a good moment to find something out about the- Was that a Kelly thing or like a, an in-world nope, thing? It's an in-world thing. They can understand common. Oh, cool. Um, and the, I do wish that they, since you're going to be flying dragon elves and you're going to be mounted, I wish they would have given better rules for mounted combat. Because, like, we had all that trouble looking for mounted combat rules when we first started this campaign. And there aren't really very many good mounted, like, flying combat rules. And I feel like barrel roll definitely needs to be one of those rules. Right. Oh my I god, like yes. If you're going to write a module about, about some sort of war, you should put in mounted combat rules, even if the system doesn't have them. Add also, them. a little appendix. <laughs> well, and, and, Just like, like a little chart. 
Yeah, and sometimes you use the potential, like, when we're shooting up at someone on a Dragonelle, that, like, cover is a thing. Like, there should be that as part of Mountain Combating, especially on something with wings that you mm-hmm. potentially have, you get half cover on something, or quarter cover, that you get this bonus to AC. Like, you should make rules for mounted combat. They could be really basic ones. Game. They could, they oh, yeah, with you, Kelly. Like, sometimes less is more. But, like, it doesn't mean that you can't just throw in, hey, if the players want to do this. And it, and like it this. can even just be an optional thing. Like, if your players end up wanting to do mounted combat or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Here's here's some quick and dirty rules yeah. you can use. So, and I think mm-hmm. those would be really, really handy. Uh, basically, we, we had it do the basic rules of that the mount could do a, a dash, disengage, or... Um, dodge, I think. A dodge. But we also say that it could do opportunity attacks. Yeah, because it's sentient. Like it knows that if this Dragonelle, it's going to take a piece out of it because also those Dragonelles suck. We could have done more like we could have had it actually be like a combatant. Um, But I also tended to make Dragonelles that were being ridden, not combatants. That would feel like padding. I think that the module is meant to do that, though. Well, but they also decide that. um, Yeah, I think so. I think that they're including those in the challenge ratings of these fights. Um, mm. and I think that the Dragonelles are also meant to be treated as dragons for their riders for purposes of advantage on all attacks, which is something that I took out. That said, I do count Dragonelles for purposes of dragon lancing. I also count death dragons. I also count, um, uh, draconians because they're made from dragon eggs. I count all these things as, as dragon lanceable. And I think you should it would too. Would be silly if they weren't dragon lanceable. Like, come well, on. they're technically what? humanoids, Cal. <laughs> a death dragon just is not regular a regular lance them real hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Paladine knows the difference. Like, he, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Paladine's up there just being like, not dragony enough. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. I'm not like, worthy of my wrath. Mean. That's that's no. 30% dragon, so no, it's okay. I'm just not gonna You need at least to... 60. 60% yeah, dragon yeah. or nothing. <laughs> are dragonborn um, humanoids or D's A dragonborn <laughs> are I believe they're humanoid. Yeah. Or they're monstrosities. Let me double check. Um they are humanoids. Oh wait, no, hold on. They are monstrosities. I still count them as dragons. Or is it is it like one of those things where they choose? Like they're dragons for spells that benefit them? Or they're humanoids. Uh, I don't know, actually. Yeah, they're humanoids. Have you heard yeah, that the, rule before? I have. They um they are not. They are just humanoids. Um, I will say though, Red Ruin, treat her Dragonelle as a dragon for purposes of her ability. If anybody should have the Draconica devotion active, I don't think it's just run of the mill soldiers, but she needs to be people have said that they think of her as the Boba Fett of this, and I'm like hundred percent, hundred percent, because she's going right in the Sarlacc pit. Except, yeah. No, yeah. no, she's not. She's throwing Riz in the Sarlacc pit three times. No, you just got Han soloed. Okay, you survived. <laughs> um, Imagine the 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 chapter finale of us having to get Riz out of Carbonite. Oh. No, it'd be Godfrey and Carbonite, because then you'd get the "I no, love you." I know. Right. No, right. See, it'd be Godfrey. I mean, there's that. But there'd be a, a, a little a little Riz version, and then we'd be like, we have to we have to get her out, and she'd just be standing next to us, like, what you doing? Man, what you doing, guys? <laughs> okay, oh, we're all in oh, agreement what? that Riz is R two D two, right? Wait, what? 
Yeah. Where's his R2D2? Because you're yeah. sassy and small, and you always end yep. up where you shouldn't be. Yep. Where R2D2 yeah. is the most powerful character in the series, so don't think I'm putting you down. It's true. That's true. That's uh, true. Or Orantiros. Who's Orantiros? Probably um, C3PO. Luke speaks many languages. No, that's true. That's true. Is and you were oblivious real... at points. And was a real yeah. coward in the beginning. Yeah. You you say coward, but I don't recall. Well, you played you played him very... you played him a little a little like skittish about combat in the beginning. No, no, he was very a non pacifist. No, he was very yeah, he was mm, pacifist. Okay. He was okay. very Life. pacifistic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I played them very <sighs> there's there's got to be a better way, is what I was going. Yeah, and you didn't you didn't want to kill. You didn't want to needlessly take life, which I think actually rubbed off on like some of the other party members, which is good. But you also got more combative because it's fucking war, so you kind of eventually have to be like, okay, have to. Yeah, I, I like that. You can't, I did you can't that. be passive. I, I really enjoy the arc for Orange yeah. Heroes for that. Thanks. I th no, I think yeah. Orange Heroes' arc has been really multifaceted. Um, He's so not like typically uh bard enough to be like lando like if we're still talking star wars like i was we like, were oh, always lando talking star wars lando calrissian and i'm like no that's he's not like that typical who's luke is it godfrey or is it kalara we don't even have a it's gotta be kalara gotta be yeah. kalara, she's yeah. the one that got the magic yeah. powers well and also she's the like the farm girl the naive like Village kid type, right? Hey, wait, is Leb is, is Lebna yeah. Han? Oh, is Hazel Chewy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Sheer strength yeah, yeah. and power, and just like fuck this. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Or Godfrey's Chewy. I don't know. One of those two. Oh, and that means um, Green Shield was um, was Obi Wan. Was Obi Wan? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, hello there. Yeah. Well, hello there. <laughs> I say in my Scottish voice, hello there. Uh, I guess Godfrey's kind of like Leia then. He's a princess. But Laurentiris has a little bit of Leia in him too. Yeah, I, I can't really place them. It's like one of those things where it's easier for me to place everyone else's character. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. my own. Yeah. If little... you, Orantiros is more Amadala than he is. Oh, I can see that. I can yeah, see right? that. Yeah, that's fair for going into because like kalara's like kalara's like movie one ray kind of like force awakens ray before mm. before mm. the power creep a little bit i can see that anyway I back, mean, back maybe to, a little maybe a little <laughs> i think it's a blending i think it's like a like it's it's a blended vintage right there yeah mm -hmm. i feel like ray is a lot more um obstinate headstrong knows what she thinks she knows and mm. Mm. yeah fair. A bit more like Godfrey's a, a little Luke as well. Yeah, like, he gets like, he gets the magic sword. Of, He's noble. Well, yeah. and the, and the naivety and mm. um yeah. and the like buddy cop with Lovna. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Lovna's Han. Godfrey's definitely. And if oh, you're yeah, about to yeah, leave, that's a good point. <laughs> if you're about to leave a, a comment in the chat about why are we talking about Star Wars. Because Dragon Lance is Star Wars, guys. You, search your feelings. You know it Everything to be true. Is Star Wars. Everything yeah, is Star yeah, Wars. Except for Star Wars. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's more of a Western these days. No. Not bad. <laughs> Everything That's... is Star Wars except for Star it's Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Trek is more Star Wars even. I could, I could make people than... really mad. Star I could make people really Star mad Trek and go, is Everything becoming... is Star Wars except Star Wars. Star Wars is Star Trek. 
Star but Star, Star Trek is Star Wars. Yeah, I'm with Kelly. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. it's Star Wars Harwar. Star Wars. I, 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 I do not regret stealing Kylo Ren. I'm sorry. Kylo Ren is the best part of the sequel trilogy. He, he wasn't used as well as he could have been, but that concept yeah. of the inverted Luke Skywalker is just... Oh, it was great. Mwah. It could have been so... And also Adam Driver's... Oh! Uh, Adam Driver's the goat. Yeah, yeah. thank you. The yeah. chest man. That was so many friends that I watched that Twitch. with right when it came out. They hated him. He was great. I was like, how dare you? And he actually looks like he could be Harrison Ford's and Carrie Fisher's kid. Like, You know what? I see it. Right? Have you seen the picture of them as a family? Yeah, because Harrison Ford has a big nose. Mm -hmm. He's a handsome man, but his nose is big as hell. And like, anyway, enough about that. Uh, So the return to Calman. So um, I had to compress time on this one because you guys got like a several day lead on them. And and I didn't want you just kind of like sitting around doing nothing for several days, right? Um, we had a comment a little bit ago that there was the that seemed like there could be more to bolster Calaman's defenses. Personally, seeing how many of their troops had been set north, and that it was just the six of you returning, I don't see how much more could be done. Yeah, what would we? What would and, we do other than like go out into the forest and forage like? wooden stuff for building more catapults and things like that like yeah there's... well and you you have to remember that this is a city in a place where dragons have not been seen and war like this has not happened for many 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 years they let they don't have the forces set up they don't have the people trained at best they're going to have villagers with rocks and slingshots and spears and that against a dragon army. You is don't not have the do anti-dragon well. ballista set up. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, they got, like, they yeah. got some ballistas. They're more anti-personnel ballista. Anti-dragonel yeah. ballista, maybe? Yeah. Not anti-dragon. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there was like, an anti-dragon. We... Yeah, but like that's the thing is they've not had flying enemies. Yeah. So why would they be able to prepare for it? Like it might yeah. be like completely screwing with them to even try and come up with like actual defenses to it yeah yeah and you guys and, said like right. oh we want to help and i tried to run a couple scenes of you guys like going around and like bolstering morale and things like that because at that point all you got to do is like make sure that the the children and infirm are put somewhere safe mm-hmm. which is always the crypts I like, according i liked that according to game of thrones yeah. um and that everybody else is just kind of ready to die right and yeah like Kelly, I know we don't have an accurate um, timeline for this module, but how long do you think it's been since we first met each other to where we are in game? <laughs> uh, is random in the chat? He probably would know. Um, but um, I would say at, at most, like a couple. At most, a couple months, right? I would say, yeah, I would say sixty to ninety days at this point. You know what? No, I wouldn't. I would say thirty to sixty days at this point. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say because we did about a couple weeks to a month, maybe worth of hex crawling around. Yeah, it was a, it was about a month of hex crawl, I think. So I'd say, oh, I'd say like probably two months. That's what I was thinking. You're yeah. not gonna bolster anything properly in two months. <laughs> yeah. Well, and only with like three days. So I think that that's probably for the best. I, I, 
it's rough, right? Like you could tell your knowledge of, of dragon, uh, of like draconian so that they know, get the hell away from these guys. They explode into balls of lightning. But then you have to teach all the troops to recognize the different colors of draconian in firelight, which is probably not very easy. And like, yeah. and also, yeah. even before you, you add in dragon fear, you're going to get people just afraid and breaking ranks and running away and that's true like, and then dying yeah. when because... you when you tell them how much we're kind of up against it's like this is there's no point in spreading fear it's not a kindness at this point it it's not gonna help but it's not gonna be better it's just gonna make people scared and you yep and then you can't. add dragon fear so <laughs> yeah. then you add dragon fear so um there's all this stuff about planning the counterattack. So they do actually have it here um, where they kind of like dare it make some suggestions on how to actually infiltrate the Citadel. I thought it was great that you guys just went, okay, fair enough, right? Because that made my life way easier than trying to come up with all sorts of weird plans that I'm like, I guess that could work or something like that. Um, so thanks for being on top of that. Um, so that Kleistron goes. I mean, and I think we were like, "How are we gonna do that? It's in yeah, the so air. This place has no flying besides dragon elves. How are we supposed to get up there?" <laughs> Please tell us what to do. And that's why the dra dragon elves kind of worked because it's like, oh, we like made friends with some of them, so maybe mm. they'll come back. And then there was that guide, the scout, and yeah. he always he's he's like a Kleistron. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah, and. Oh yeah, back to that point. He's supposed to make you go through the northern wastes faster. So yep. like that whole five day trip is halved by Habakkuk, the blessing of Habakkuk, and then it's and halved then he again. Has it again. So five yeah. days becoming so, like one. Yeah, yeah one and yeah. a half or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about him as well. So that was the one thing I will say. If you use the dragon L excuse, make sure the dragon L's fly off afterwards or else the whole thing with Clystern and the dragon elves and the gnome flinger needs to be cut because you already have the dragon elves there so if you're going to use that make sure you um you have like some alternative solution for that another good one b is that the the dragon elves drop you off but then they are um they refuse to be stabled and have to do free hunting and then, then they you can see that they get pinned down by these dragon wormlings, and then you have to go rescue them. That would be oh. another good one. So I, I feel like actually, yeah. Or like I, I was just thinking that like, oh well, maybe they went hunting, or mm -hmm. and this enemy amount was very good at being sneaky, like yeah. And they were able to get close enough that they got cut off before like the fight starts mm -hmm. and or captured you know, entirely, and you have to go rescue them, right? Yeah. And, or it's a trap, or so like I think that that actually. Now that we say that out loud, I think that actually would have been a better plot, and I should have gone with that, um, than just the whole, like, oh, all right, time to the Gnome Flinger. Uh, bringing back the Gnome Flinger, that was Chekhov's Gnome Flinger. We introduced it in Act <laughs> 1, and there was another one. Uh, I could have set that up a and, bit better. And I have to just say, hmm. Hazel's arc from not wanting to go on the Gnome Flinger to flying on a dragon now. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So good. So good. Um, so, uh, does anybody have anything else about the, the initial stuff up to the Night of Terror? So the Night of Terror, of course, being the, so let's actually talk about the Night of Terror. So the Night of Terror is where you have the four night encounters, um, 
The first is the six-pack Capac Draconian scale the walls and attack a group of soldiers. I cut that. Three Calaman soldiers turn on their commander, and in truth are four Civac Draconians using shape theft. I ran that one for you. Right? Uh, then I like I that one, because that made us really suspicious of everything. And I like that we did come up with, like, okay, we're going to mark people on the heads once we've confirmed it's them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. And you just darting out to, like, mark people just on the like, heads. Okay. All right, I think you're you. I was... You're an important person. <laughs> I was so excited for the High Master's message, where they drop a lesser death dragon from orbit on you. Can we talk about that for a minute? So the idea is, because of the crash landing, it starts with less hit points right and fights to the death and i want to say that for one um i did take a liberty with that because christine your method of using dispel good and evil or evil and good was beautiful and the thing about that is it sends you to your home plane and you were thinking oh they're from the shadow fell yes and no that was one of those ones where it was like, I mean, kind of, sort of, sort of. I mean, these flames are basically from the negative energy planes. So I don't see yeah, why that wouldn't work. They, were, they seem very similar to some of those things we encountered from the Shadowfell with that weird gate mirror thing. I, I feel like the cataclysmic flame is connected enough that that would have worked. And that was me making a lore call. Okay. Um, I thought that was a great move. I thought that fight was really fun and frantic. I spent that whole yeah. second round panicking after I set that up because then all of a sudden it's moving off the ground. It's moving away more than 30 feet away from me. Oh shit. Oh shit. Get it back down on the ground, guys. And, this is, and then, and then I, some... I didn't realize what you were doing. So I, Riz is like riding dragons because that's been her thing. And then I was like, and then Cal's like, tell Ken Kinesis. Oh shit. Is this kind of nice. Riz out of existence? That's a good example of communicating out of character on the side and delivering the 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 show, the peek yeah. behind the curtain or whatever, right? Like, hey, I have a plan, um, but I need to be able to touch it. Yeah. Okay, got it. Right. So then I can do the the telekinetic thing and then it comes out so dynamic when not to pat ourselves on the back but oh no right? that was like... we should be patting ourselves on the back that was okay, pretty okay, epic okay, i yeah, love yeah, the like yeah, <laughs> yeah just rip it yeah. to the ground and spike it on it's like on something it's a good combo that and, was pretty um, amazing can i do this let me find out and it wasn't about doing as much damage as i could to it it was about getting it onto the ground for you i didn't know why but I just, just like, like oh, you need it, it on the ground. Okay. Need it within range, too. and I need nope. to touch it. Didn't work. Yeah, and so that's that. That was really dynamic, and uh, um, yeah, the peek behind the curtain, um, being like, hey, like I want to do this, or hey, like get uh, keeps landing up on like things or flying or whatever, and how do you get to the ground? And I'm like. Well, I took telekinesis, and the in-game reason for that was because he had to move a thousand gold <laughs> back into the bag of holding after dumping it all out. And it's like, you, there's no <laughs> way he's going to sit there for six hours in the so night going one, two. And so, <laughs> oh my can you gosh. imagine just moving 999 and trying to cast a spell that requires that many? And you're just like, I mean, honestly, I took I took my last the last spell I got. I took it specifically for in-game reasons. <laughs> 
as you should. Yeah, it's and fun. It's so and good. then it worked. Then it worked out. Um, and and from a from um, I, I read up on it, and I was like, oh, it's a little bit better than I thought it was. I don't know what restrained does, but I I forgot to mention that the dragon was restrained. Ooh. But it was kind of more dramatic because the dragon ended up going and pinning Orantiros in that battle. And I forgot yeah. that telekinesis like keeps him restrained, which Ooh, I think stops him from moving. Advantage on yeah. yeah, but it, so no, it ended up being we, more dynamic and and scary we, that I didn't. We, we done know killed what it well did. anyway. <laughs> oh, right? we done killed it very well. Do you think that was it better that there were two of them? Yes, because right. Godfrey okay. got, we wouldn't have had a fight. Godfrey would have it mulched yeah. the first one like he did, and then we got to deal with the other one because mm -hmm. Godfrey and yeah. Levna with their dragon lands and, cr and crit every role. And multi-attack just so and much mulched now. that first one. Like, we, right. wouldn't, we yeah. wouldn't have had a dragon to fight. So, like, Godfrey yeah. and Levna would have had a great fight, and then we would have just been like, yay, guys! Well, and so the we reason fight a dragon. Well, the reason I even used the dispel evil and good was because Godfrey mulched that one before I could cast Dawn on it. Dawn's a good spell. I was going to do it right there because it was like this huge area. I'm like, great. Lots yeah. of space. I can do it. We'll, and people can we'll walk get up to, to it we'll, we'll get to Dawn in the, in the last half of this because there's, there's a YouTube comment I want to respond to. Um, oh. I'll talk, oh. we'll get to that. Um, and I want to do it verbally so that I can be understood. Um, yeah. It was a fine comment. It was just a discussion about about things. Uh, okay, so let I thought that was really good. Let's talk about Bakaris defecting. So in this, uh, you get a message saying that the gate's being opened on the Warriors' Gate on the the Southern Gate. You go there, and it looks like a bunch of of traitors are opening the gate to let people in because there are dragon soldiers on the outside. What's actually happening is Bakaris the Elder is defecting with six supporters mm -hmm. and is joining because he got a letter from his son. What do you think of that yeah. way that scene went down? Uh, there wasn't I, much of a scene. What, what, say, scene? what, what, yeah. what, what <laughs> scene? So the scene okay. reminds That was where you had the, the, the Bakaris BQ. That's the joke. Okay, so what do you think yeah. about the result of that, though? Do you think that that, for one, what do you think about Bakaris defecting? Do you think that's, that's a reasonable decision for him? Or do you think, because I had to work with that, with the role-playing that you, you all did with him in the woods. And yeah. yeah. I feel like it is Honestly, reasonable. Yeah. Because he was so invested in his son, and he mm -hmm. was so upset yes. in that role playing scene because he thought his son was dead. So yeah. you know the entire reason mm -hmm. they're in Vogler to start, right? Yeah, we know from the beginning. Like they fuck shit up, and they basically got kicked out. Bakaris the younger fuck shit up. Yeah, because he killed yeah. a guy. Yeah, he's in been a, covering. In a... Yeah, he's yeah. been covering for his kid for like years at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's it's classic. Honestly, it's it's classic uh, enabling parenting. Um, I, classic yeah. rich enabling parenting. <laughs> I love that yeah. he died. And for where that. he's just so wrapped up in his son that yeah. yeah. But I love that it led yeah. to his downfall. It was a very Shakespearean death, right? It was. It was. Oh, it was that moment good, of like. Well put. Yeah. It was very heart wrenching. As like a oh shit, like like you're a bad person for doing this and defecting, but like you also were allowed you allowed yourself to be manipulated by your kid 
and you were doing this for your kids so like you were being kind of like it was that like oh fuck you're kind of being like you're being your your paternal instinct but also you're an asshole and so it's just very much this mix of emotion of like there's two sides to it too like there could also be the there's no way that calamine can win so Mm -hmm. let's I'm going to try to get as many people to defect as possible. Like mm. that might actually be like from some people's perspective, the good guy thing. Like mm. if there's like a death star coming and you have yeah. undead dragons and you have like a bunch of gnomes and the unfit people that didn't go to the Northern wastes and the Northern yeah. wastes people aren't back yet. Yeah. Maybe getting everybody and being like, Hey, yeah, if we defect, at least like maybe they won't kill our families. Is kind of yeah, but if you mm. can't beat them, might as well join them for survival. Yeah, that's an interesting take on that. So and and I really liked how like quick and merciless that that scene ended up going instead of a huge battle, right? But mm-hmm. it would have been interesting to have a conversation back and forth with him even if in the, in the hit like dying throws right like he's he's gonna die in 60 seconds he's reached you know you've taken him down or whatever to hear his last thoughts so maybe maybe that there's that i mean he but didn't get his just final stopping line. Them from opening the gate yeah that's that's true yeah um also i think and finding uh, the letter yeah i think finding the letter the letter is immune to fire for some reason I don't know nice. why it just is. It was in Lucky. a it was in um a leather um tube, with mm-hmm. like a, a type of fire retardant like it oil was. around it. Because leather yeah. doesn't burn. This is this is science. Yep. Science. It's science. Um, it's science. Leather doesn't burn. Um, this this type of leather. Or at the uh, very least, I mean, maybe the fire leather. damage singed it, but also half the damage was radiant. Yeah. That's maybe true. That the radiant damage people. is really good at putting out the fire damage. Maybe that it just does. affects like flesh type people <laughs> hold a flashlight up like to a piece of paper inanimate stuff <laughs> it doesn't say it doesn't catch on fire um okay also, so then we got that right then we had that outfall afterwards of being like okay we kind of we, we kind of just did a, a big murder um first time well, yeah. killing things that and were then, very much human and you and riz bonded because Besides, of like, that yeah. clear bandits like that's the thing is not having that because I think Kalora has killed human before, but it was like the bandit types who were really like the gross, taunting, they're going to destroy you if they get a hold of you type thing. Those are those Red really Dragon Army awful ways. soldiers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everything else has been like Dragonelle based. Yeah, Dragonelle or Draconian, and they don't count. Um, yeah, they like lick their sword and they're like, I'm going to enjoy skewering you. And then they're like, oh, why was that? Why did I lick the poison sword? Um, Uh, All right. Wait, I forgot. They do extra fire damage. Hot, 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 hot. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about the Battle of Calaman. So the Battle of Calaman is the section of the chapter that covers the the ballista breakers. So the Civax that charge in and they try to break the ballistas. Uh, It covers... The Daring Riders, which is three Dragonelles who manage to, they fly over and start like alchemist firing buildings. It covers the Draconian Assassins that try to kill somebody of importance. Uh, they le- leave it up to you. Uh, and the Death Dragon attack where another Death Dragon shows up. And by the time you get there, it's already killed four Calaman soldiers and turned them into zombies with its breath. 
Okay. I only used two of those um, because I thought the Death Dragon attack, another Death Dragon, the second half of the episode would have been too much. Right? I felt like that would have been a little... Like, we just did a Death Dragon. Um, so yeah, that's the, a bit, re like, bit repetitive. Like, mm -hmm. and, like, and, the, and the fire bombers oh. just felt a little... It, I didn't love it. So what I decided to do was do... Uh, I ended the previous episode on you hearing that you were being attacked. And then I started it again with you already defending on the wall. Like Lord of the Rings style. Yeah. And then had it immediately jump into the assassination attempt where it was nearby enough that you could intervene. Which mm -hmm. almost succeeded. So close. Mm -hmm. Um... So what did you think of that section? So that goes all the way up to you guys going, ah, yes, the Dragonelles, we must get to them. Was there any, any notes yeah, on, on that? Because I cut two of them because I thought it was going to be too much extra combat where it was just like, this is just getting repetitive. That was a good amount. Well, we, to move we, it it along. was a good amount. We were also like, I remember it was, uh, I think Christine was feeling underweather and my hips were killing me. So I was not wanting a super long game anyway, because I was just yeah, you were. a lot and the game of pain. Ended, so I didn't want to be it. So yeah, I, was I think fine I was in a fair amount stuff. of pain that day as well. Because you keep hurting yeah, yourselves. I think, I think it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those games we were running short. But I think it was a good amount of combat because it gave, gave the flavor of what that big of a fight in that chaotic of a situation would be without just being like a grind. Yeah. Because hmm. you can only do so much yeah. before it's just like, oh god, not another. Yeah, and like, I, I think if you're, if you're trying to run it as like a, a low like, to make the module harder, because you're weaning down on our hit points or spell slots to heal, like, that is, I guess, an argument for running those encounters as well, is that if you want to make it go into hard mode, is making us low on hit points and then having to heal or take short rests or anything like that. Like, that would be the only argue, I would say, to, to have those encounters, but otherwise it's just going to feel like, we know what we want, it's right there, let us get and start our death, start our trench run. I want to mm -hmm. do the trench. So, Okay. So are we good with this? Want to, want to skip ahead? I don't think there's anything. Um, have actually, them... I have, I have oh, two please. comments because I actually please. need to backtrack for a second as well. Oh, yeah. Because do I it. just realized something that I forgot to comment on. But yeah, um, uh, first, I wanted to mention that I'm just really glad that you let me do what you let me do because dwarf legs are short and I would never have reached combat if I could. Use, using <laughs> your special like, mage power. Yeah. Can I, I just, can I look? <laughs> Um, so I really appreciate that. Uh, and it would, otherwise I would have just spent that combat being like, well, best of luck. <laughs> you know what? I'm um, going to fireball them just for shits. <laughs> if he's going to die anyway, let's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I have an um, announcement. What? For an extra life goal. What? <laughs> if I could, if I, either this year or next year, if I get to 1500 USD, I'll tattoo needs more hardware somewhere on me. <laughs> doesn't there. have to be a very visible place. I just blue screened mentally. Screen. What the hell? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I just saw the the Cisnastrogakur was like, what does your forearm tattoo say? And someone said, needs more forearm. I'm like, I'll get the tattooed for an extra life goal. Lols. 
Uh, oh, speaking of extra life goals, I did make mine. So I made a consultation to get my hair dyed uh, this Friday. I mean, nice. consultation on Friday to get my hair dyed when we can book the time for it. But yeah. Be before we wrap um, tonight, remind me. On. Yeah, please. I was going to no, say, before we wrap tonight, r remind me to, someone remind me to announce the extra life thing that we're talking about. Yeah. But Jen, keep going. Um, the thing I wanted to backtrack to was the game I had to be away for. The the Calaman game, which then coming back and having that scene with, you know, uh, Black uh, I never remember her Wyan, name because Wyan. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you really don't care. I, as Hazel, do not care what her name is. <laughs> oh, that, all that, yeah. That that whole scene was just, I loved it. It was good because you went into that, you're like, what have, what have I been doing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah. That was a great scene. And then just Orenteros just kind of like, do, 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 do. Hey, what's going on here, guys? How's it going? Was that scene like, was How did you get good. in my house? <laughs> I don't know. I just you finally to made it to the, to the Tower of High Sorcery. And then I thought that was another great character moment for you as well, Hazel, because you finally made it to the Towers of High Sorcery. And then immediately just yeah. were like, fuck you guys and left. And I'm like. Right. <laughs> red robe gonna red robe. It, it felt so like slimy and coward like cowardly and sus she's that Hazel was just like yeah I right so she she was just kind of like hmm, yes i made the right decision by being a red robe and not a black robe bye-bye well you All can't right. leave i'll have you know that i've teleported a... how did you get in here <laughs> oh, i'm what? an elf yeah. <laughs> Can't keep out elves. Time to go. <laughs> I've been on that <laughs> shelf the whole time. Watching. <laughs> no. Waiting. Oh no. But yeah, Commiserating. I love that whole thing. And and getting to vent some of Hazel's frustration <laughs> was just like nice. it was great. Um so yeah, if you have the assassins show up, have them show up in a really dramatic fashion. Have fun with it. Um the I would not run all four of these. I'd run two, maybe three if you're really pushing it. Um, if your characters have ways to go put out fires, the Daring Riders one is a good one. But otherwise, it's a firebombing run. That might not be fun for ground soldiers. Uh, but if you have wizards or clerics that have like Create Water or Gust or things like that, you could have fun with that. So tailor it to your, your party, is my opinion. Um, all right, let's do it. Uh, so Dragonel reinforcements. So from there, I was like, oh, hey, you see at the, uh, at the top of Calaman Keep, there is a, um, there's a gnome flinger. Gnome flinger. So originally the gnome flinger is like, like at the, where, where is it? It's at, uh, Bogler you have, where we did one. yeah, you have to, so it's at yeah. the Southwest city wall and you have to kind oh, of yeah. fight your way to it. Yeah. yeah, the Calaman Keep just seemed yeah. better, you know, as a better location. Also, where would you put a known flinger up? You put it on the top of the tall thing. So yeah, um, so going to that was great. That was wonderful with you uh, doing that. Um, this is also where I changed the plot because Ness does not show up to help, but you had so much invested and you asked for her so many times that I gave. Kalara a chance to roll a persuasion roll and she got like a 25 or 28 or 30 or some stupid number and I'm like alright fine I'll leave the egg and babysitting for a day 
I'll leave it with I'll leave it with lavender. Oh look, L- leave it with the Pokemon daycare and just go on your way. Yeah, exactly. Hello, Riz will it, Riz will want to do it at some point. It'll it happen by the time she gets back. It's me, Nurse Joy. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> nice to meet you. My name is Joy Lavender. Right, we didn't Jeff. find out his first name, so it could be. It could Joy be Joy. Yeah, it could, it could be... be Joy. I was a nurse. Amazing. <laughs> before I took LSD, <laughs> and now I have m- magic. Um. Okay. There you go. That's Jenner. You okay? I'm fine. <laughs> Doesn't sound fine doesn't sound fine the wheezing um, coming out of my lungs means i'm fine if you no, um if you breathing so that's good if you end oh i've got an idea so robin we could hold on i got an idea i got an idea for something but uh this is the portion where you were flung in and then you went to the hawker's grove fight the hawker's grove fight is where you land and then have to fight the dragonlings uh the wormlings of which there are what four of them uh, to get to the dragon elves so what did you guys think of that fight? Um, personally, I think my request to do a, a prep round accidentally got turned into a round of combat. So I, that felt a little, a little chunky at the beginning of the fight. But then after that was a lot of fun. But I think the trying to prepare as we're going in and get a couple pop shots off was a bit, um, cause I, I asked mid game about that so it, was, it just that was a, a bit of a mm, slightly bulky start to the combat but after that were, were we in parachutes or gliders it would have been cool to spread out and like choose where to land or have it randomized yeah, we, your flung, so we essentially had to do like then parachute down i think yeah is yeah, it gliders think, or parachutes i can't i think it's parachute it's parachute. It's, it's you know it's you picture then, uh, they're not parachutes they are um nary crashes yeah that so nary yeah, crashes. Basically, like a parachute. So what Da Vinci monstrosity are we gonna? Oh, it's a it's yeah, a so steel. It's a, it's, a it's a parachute with many balloons. It's basically the yes. the it's the yes. up parachute. But we're so, but we're not we're not gliding in on the glider. We're we're parachuting yeah. and falling. Yes. Yeah. It would Hold have been cool sec. if um there was to like a randomized out. way to like spread out because it kind of felt like the okay you land in a grid which is perfect for these like baby dragons breath to like weapons. breath attack so yeah. they say <laughs> they do say that like when you you will land in that location unless uh once the character blah, 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 um uh, consider rolling when a red dragon is slain i didn't do that because we were in a rush um now lurk in the smoke they fight until wounded with the dragon lance or reduced to 10 hit points Unless the characters prepared another strategy, they begin this encounter adjacent to the tree stump at the southeast of the map. So that's kind of what I I assumed that you guys were like landing, but that wasn't quite the same thing. So I think that was a, a little bit of like miscommunication there. Okay. That's what I was trying to do by asking about a round and to prep was like to try and steer, make a yeah. roll to do the steering thing. And then it just turned into like a round of combat. I was like, Okay, that's not quite what I meant, but I didn't want to like derail the whole combat. But yeah, whole most thing of was us were either but it, it wasn't, or exhausted and wasn't anybody's fault. At the end of game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, check, check the team chat real quick. 
Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. So I figured out a potential tattoo for the needs more Harwar. Yeah. All right. We could also put it in Mordor. That's true. Dun 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 dun. dun. Yes, I'll get dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. A, a, okay. A so, um, how did everybody enjoy that fight uh, beyond the landing portion uh, and all of the breath weapons? I kind of enjoyed it. But oh yeah, it was it was it was fun. All the the breath weapons and the like fighting dragons was like again it's kind of fun to actually fight dragons not dragon elves or draconians right. it was like i was like cool we're actually fighting dragons in this now this is where the it's... youtube comment that that i got came up and it was um there was a comment saying that the the person didn't think that christine you used um when when all of the smoke got kicked up and there was obscure uh, like an obscured vision to everybody um you would cast dawn which was causing a, a shit ton of radiant damage on a huge area and mm -hmm. uh the comment said that they didn't think that your use of thaumaturgy to trick the dragonelle into going the into further into the the light would have worked yeah um, be, and and for one, I thought that was great. And what I want to do is anybody who watched that scene, basically what happened, there's a big circle of light and this this dragonling was like kind of near the edge and Kalara blinded. used, blinded by that, and Kalara used thaumaturgy to make it sound like something was moving further in, like like basically that, that prey was going behind it. Well, and that one, I think what it was, was that it wasn't out of the, the set area yet, but it was going to be because... They were all coming out and attacking us mm. and it couldn't actually reach the edge of it. I think by the end of the turn. So it was kind of inside mm -hmm. of it still. So, and, and you wanted, blinded, to I wanted lure. it to go the wrong way thinking yeah. it was chasing somebody trying to get past it and away from it. So I was just wanting footsteps type thing. Yeah. Feel of something like give that sense of sound to go they're going that way right and and the comment was that it wouldn't work because um dragon wormlings have have blind sight and they're too smart now with that i did want to say that i mean we've already talked this out in comments it's fine but um dragon wormlings have 10 foot of blind sight so a sound would probably go over that right number mm -hmm. two they only have an int of 12 also, they're thaumaturgy. So blindsight to me is much like what snakes can do and feel the tremors in the ground and all that sort of sensory that's stuff to be able to see. Technically, that's tremor sense, but yeah, kind of. But all that sort of stuff combines. Thaumaturgy can make harmless tremors in the ground happen. Mm -hmm. So I could have that's literally true. made it be footsteps. <laughs> true. Um, the other the other thing that you did. The, the other factor that I think I, I really think that DM should keep this into account. There are two barrels for this. Number one, the the idea that a, a an antagonist is too smart to fall for something. If it is your main villain, then yes, Lord Soth probably can't be tricked by the the tap on your shoulder and run away technique. Okay. However, <laughs> a sorry, basic Riz, our our plan is not going to work. <laughs> like. Like the whole like, oh, you've got something on your shirt, bap to the nose thing, probably won't work on Lord Soth. 
but it will work on on Bakaris. It will work on someone else that's just a common fight. And it doesn't matter how smart they are because just because you're smart doesn't mean you're infallible. And I think this is a trap that a lot of DMs, particularly a lot of novice DMs, go into. They think that just because someone has int 18, int 20, it means that they're too smart to fall for tricks. Nobody is too smart to fall for tricks like that. I've worked with many world-class oh, so PhDs. It's wisdom. wisdom, not int. You can be very, very smart int-wise and have no fucking common sense. It's street true. smarts, baby. Street smarts, baby. It's hard to pull one over on clerics. They're like, you have something on your shirt. And you're like, I know. It's the same as you. It's God. You have red on your God. shirt. I know. I killed someone. Right? They just do so, prestidigitation without looking at anything else. Like, yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> yeah. So remember that it's like, if you were saying that they're too smart for that, you were depriving an entire layer of role playing for your characters. One of the things I always strive for is to have my NPCs and antagonists be fallible. If you have infallible antagonists, they are boring antagonists. And you are not telling a story with your party. You are enforcing a narrative as you believe it should exist. And maybe that's the way your table likes to run it. Personally, I have never had fun when I've played under a game where an antagonist was immune to every power you know, had maxed combat stats. Like What's I played a lot of playing a charismatic character then. What's the point of playing a bard if you can't trick anybody? Like yeah. that's and the whole point of stuff like College of Glamours is tricking people. Mm -hmm. And what's the point like, of having taking anything illusion or disguise like, self if you end? can't trick somebody? Yeah. And that's the thing. I had Kalara roll a deception check against the red dragon. Like and she blew it out of the water by like a factor like she rolled like five times what it did. Or something like that. The other thing to remember is get inside your antagonist's head. I am a red dragon child. I, my entire life, which has been like a month at this point, probably, because dragon mom abandoned you, dropped you in this forest. And I still know that I am the smartest, coolest, greatest thing on this planet and will one day rule the planet. And if someone go, if, if someone tricks me, I am too proud to admit it to myself, let alone anyone else. I'm going to chase that thing to death, okay? Because I don't know what the dawn spell is. I don't know that it's going to burn me. It hasn't hit me yet, right? Also, I just know it's bright and smoky. If your characters, even when they reach level 20, will still have to roll skill checks, your enemy should fucking well roll skill checks. Yep. Yeah. That's not fair. If we can get to, like, basically god mode and still have to roll for it. <laughs> yep. Come on, and, the enemy has to, too. And then the you're other... not playing D&D. You're not playing D&D at that point. You're playing... Yeah. You're telling us and what's all... happening at that point. And also, if that's the first time Kalara, and probably the only time Kalara will use Thaumaturgy in that way, or at all, middle of combat, like, realistically, like, you know, at all, ever again, isn't it cooler if the player succeeds? Yeah, right? It was an interview. Like, shouldn't a you reward your players for not just worrying well, about like DPS? That's the thing. It's like most cantrips <laughs> don't get used unless they're combat. Well, and this is a conversation I had with Robin. And Robin, you yeah. made a great point about this. Do you want to say it? Yeah, I'd love to. I was just gonna say that. Uh, I was saying for the the issue with cantrips, especially the or the 
the split between taking cantrips and taking utility cantrips like thaumaturgy, prestidigitation, mage hand, except for rogues, the arcane trickster feet, it ups the intensity of the mage hand. The, but, uh, the archetype, yeah. Yeah, the archetype. Um, the utility cantrips don't increase, but attack cantrips, you get more dice. So you should be, as your cantrips are getting better, means your cantrips that are utility should also be getting better because your firebolt is a it cantrip. makes so much sense. Thaumaturgy should be getting better as you're getting higher level because you're getting better. It's still innate magic and you're still using it constantly. When you Kelly should... told me your theory of that. And yeah, looking like at it, that. Thaumaturgy has six things you can do. You can only do one. What about a fifth level? Mm -hmm. You can do two at the same time. What about an eleventh level? You can do three at the same time. So you can really create intricate illusions go. with it. I mean, but yeah. that might that might infringe on another spell, but there's a really easy, simple, mechanical way to handle this. Give your player access to additional abilities like deceiving people with a sound. Give them advantage on a check. Give them no. things like that. Like let them use those utility cantrips and make the effects be bigger, right? Well, the if thing is, as a cleric, that's the only illusionary thing I get. It's true. Uh, I don't get to fool people that way. You can deafen people with thaumaturgy temporarily or make it so they can't hear well. Um, with prestidigitation, you can make an area warmer, right? You can I want like a really cool thaumaturgy where I can have multiple parts of it because then we could have a game where I'm a crooked cleric and runs fake seances. Oh, seance, that's, that'd be good. That's what this is. That, that and some Basically. minor illusion right there. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, also yeah. thaumaturgy. You instantly cause an unlocked door or window to fly open or slam shut. Like you create a sound from Put a Zira. point of origin. Like, all in the this corner sort of stuff. with some sheets. We all just need to have thaumaturgy, and we could be the greatest like trickster party of you in, guys, all time. Oh, we're we're gonna Christine. be like fake, fake uh, Ghostbusters. Christine, yeah. You just realized <laughs> that you just suggested an idea for the for the game after the next homebrew, right? Well, I was actually just thinking you need to do Waterdeep Dragon Heist. And when they get the inn, instead of being an inn, it could be like a tea shop slash like seance, like parlor, and you're all clerics. <laughs> and you all like just you're scamming everybody out of their money. It would be great. You'd make so much because people love that shit. So was there getting back on topic for the, the battlefield you're a party of rogues, but you're all clerics. <laughs> Oops, all tricksters. All tricksters. Um, does anybody want to, is there anything else we want to talk about with the meeting with Clystron and the assault on Hawker's Grove? So the Dragon L re retrieval? I don't think no? so. I think it's probably good. All right, then let's yeah. jump ahead to the flight of the Dragon Ls, which oh is, which is most of the rest of this chapter. So flight of the Dragon Ls, for those who don't know, covers two things. You get on the Dragon Ls, you go dun 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 right? Um, and you fly up, you have to make a stealth check or else you attract the attention of six Dragon Army Dragon Elves that will attack you. If you have camouflaged yourselves as Dragon Army soldiers, you get advantage on this. Or you're completely ignored. Pardon me, you're completely ignored. I would say it gives you advantage. Um, then, regardless of what you do, you are targeted by Red Ruin and Bakaris on their Dragon Elves. Okay? Um... I know you were trying to sneak on, but we needed that dogfight. I needed that dogfight emotionally. 
Okay, you guys get in the fight. Red Ruin's whole thing is that she tries to knock you off, uh, knock you off your Dragonelles. Once again, there she is in all of her glory as the Boba Fett of this campaign. She even has the mask. So my one regret for that for that fight is that because of our game, like our role-playing in our campaign, mm -hmm. having Red Ruin and Bakaris, I was more angry at Bakaris because of his dad and what he did. So, like, for right. me, Red Ruin was not scary. I was furious at Bakaris for mm, that fight. That's fair. So and that I was mean, my, uh, like, that's my roleplay regret kind of thing. Because it was like, man, yeah. it should be scary, but I'm just fucking pissed at this asshole. And I'll attribute some of this to just my memory in general and the fact that we've been playing this game for a very long time now. But I didn't and still don't remember who Red Ruin is. No. <laughs> they, I was guess, focused on Bakaris. Yeah. Yeah. Guess hmm? what? They don't mention her at all prior to this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's well, like, I mean, why are we... In general, I have no idea who she is. The like... she she was the the scary one the scary Dragonel rider like the really good one, who was fighting with with Bakaris, and that's literally all oh, that she ends up being. No, I I mean, okay, I guess I don't know if she's part of the module or actually part of the novels or anything. Oh no! Yeah. So the so she's just for for this as far as I understand. Okay, cool. Then yeah, maybe some, we haven't interacted with her before. We haven't interacted. The greatest weakness of this module is that they expect you to um, they expect you to feel all of these things for characters that you don't meet. The fact that you don't encounter Consaldi Fire Eyes until like you may have to fight her at the very end of this module or not, who knows. Uh, but I have really like the, the, aside from the one letter and the fact that she has been a shadow force behind the conquering of Vogler, she doesn't matter to the story. Soth kind of does because you've encountered him because he's the Darth Vader. Yeah. Right. Um, well, the kind fact... of, he's, he's been he's been jockeyed as as the bad guy. He's been. But they you know... but they set it up so it's like you can fight him, but you will probably lose. So you have to find this other way around it, which we'll talk about during the next how to run, um, which is kind of, I, I feel like we shouldn't talk about this yet, but I do feel that it's kind of a letdown to be like, but I want to fight him. I want to die, you know? And I think right. with, I think you could probably do it. If you're willing to sacrifice a party member, you could probably do it. Well, and that's just it, is that it's, it's been almost touted as like the final big fight where some of us will die and mm -hmm. we're going into this knowing that that's going to happen yes, and to suddenly be like you're not going to be able to do it don't even try is like what the fuck no now i want to do it more and, and it's yeah, exactly. about you that just other made check. me want to prove you wrong so Fair. fuck right fuck you module and like it, and it talks about um again like can't even remember her name but the the, the shadow presumably we may or may not run into um already forgot her name what was it we got the letter from her and oh consaldi fire eyes consaldi fire eyes that's a really cool name but i completely forget about her in between being like oh right her 
like every so like five she at the very beginning then there's nothing because we're doing the northern waste and there's no hint of her and then we come back and it's like all oh, right this bitch right so you could i'm looking at my lord soth stats right now you could theoretically beat him I would not suggest such a thing without using the mirror first to give yourself a surprise round. Fair, yeah. Um, but I, I want you guys to do whatever you think is right. This is like an Elden Ring boss. You have to go and find an item to give us a surprise. <laughs> have you well, I think that? I think that the mirror items like that not. in the game. <laughs> Are there? Oh, boy. I think the mirror actually would give you enough of an advantage that at least enough of you would survive to win the module. I will also say that all you have to do technically to win this module is bring down the Citadel. And if right. you defeat him, you probably take the fire out, even if it's just one of you climbing up to it. Mm. Also, again, the, the final spell I took, um, which I'm not gonna say a lot about because i want it to be surprised if it does mm. if i manage to pull it off we'll see but it's specifically for some of the big fights we've had it's also very thematic but for hazel <laughs> i'm very curious to what you took <laughs> i'll tell you guys in the chat but <laughs> yeah 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 okay so um i want you to do what you're gonna do i honestly the lord if you guys fought lord soth that might be more cinematic than fighting um, Consaldi. Consaldi? It's, that is such a tease. Like, not to fight Soth is such a tease for the module, in my opinion. I'm like, we're fighting fucking Soth. Dude's on like, the front of go. it. He's on yeah. the front of the cover. Like, <laughs> he's on both covers, too, right? It's not, they on, just, I they know, exactly. I was just going to say, he's on <laughs> they both. They double down. So I'm not going to say anything more. I don't want to guide you in any direction. This is not a scripted game, even though we, we're, we're a production, right? It's not scripted, but I want you to go and have fun and do what is badass. I know Levna would love to fight him because she's you a knight of the rose. Right. And uh, they both screw yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah, They're Godfrey both would knights of the rose, yeah. They... Riz has that fucking card that has I've I've kept it since the beginning when you gave that that mm -hmm. out from the the Kender shop was that she has a Lord Sot. Lord Sot off on her trading cards. I, yeah, I'm also of the opinion that this is one of those fights where it comes down to do we kill him like do we end him now? So hopefully he either never comes back or takes forever to come back. Yeah. Right. Um, or do we just hope he dies in the crash kind of thing? Right. <laughs> well, it's right? interesting if we end up having to run and it's like Vader pursuing us through the. <laughs> it's like that. Oh. It's like okay, the one epic scene in what was it? Um, what Rogue One? Yeah, Rogue One with Vader in the the hallway with the, just the zoom. Oh, that scene gives me chills. That scene was great. Uh, it was pandery, but I loved it. I loved it so much. It was much. amazing. It was so good. I don't care how pandery it is. It was epic seeing Darth Vader be that evil. So good. Oh, so good. Um, It's like the beginning of uh, The Force Unleashed. You get to play as Vader with full powers against a bunch of Wookiees and Rebels. And it's like, it's My not even fair. Star Wars game. <laughs> it's not even fair. Like, oh, you're that just, like, first opening level. Oh, 
where it's just like he's not fast you walk like a serial killer like a serial killer like a like yeah a you like walk like michael but as the wookies and everyone like run at you you oh man it's just it's it's a fun game um except for the thing with the pulling the space that was the worst the spaceship yeah that was not good i had to reload that like have you played it robin man. Or are you just being sarcastic? Oh, I thought you meant like uh, Force Awakens or um, Obi-Wan where the, the pulling the ships down for Rey. I thought that's what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about something else that was really I, frustrating. I, no. Thinematic, cinematically. Thinematically. Thinematically. Cinnamon. Cinnamon, my favorite. Mm, so wait, let me get my oh. fang from, from the love boat and I'll talk like this. Um, <laughs> cinematically, I love uh, Starkiller most. Starkiller is great. I just I love I love the um, Sam Sam what we're getting like roles. Um, all right. Uh, so the Red Ruin fight. The only downside to the Red Ruin fight is that Vakaris survives. No matter what you do, he has to survive because eventually he gets killed by Tannis. I think. Yeah. Or Spoiler for the book. They find him and they find so, him. And so basically, what to... happens is what he falls. I, I, I'm annoyed by that one. Like, I am so like, sorry. Like, Fuck. So the, it literally <laughs> says. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. It's the uh, risk you run having canon characters in a game kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that mix, right? Because it's yeah. like almost like an alternate universe of the same of something that is canon. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. Doesn't necessarily mean you didn't kill him. Mm. Or whatever. It's just... Yeah, I, I feel like. They should have been able. They they should have been able to say, "Hey, this is an AU kind of vibe where you we could have killed him, and therefore some other stuff in the books may not have happened or whatever." Right? Like, it doesn't matter. It's an AU rather than mm-hmm. no, no. He has to survive for canon reasons. He has plot armor. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. After I watched Inglorious Bastards, I was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, blow Hitler up in a movie. Theater. Oh yeah, I don't think anybody had a pro- anybody worth listening to had a problem with that. Um, so the the whole thing about Bakaris, in case you guys want to know, is that eventually he falls under the sway of of Kitiara and becomes her like love slave, and right. then Tanis stabs him in in the butt and he dies. Yeah. Yeah, I I still think like that was kind of a like that was an unfortunate plot thing for the module to do. Was just like meh. But if you didn't know that, then you just assume he falls to his death. It is my one. Really, you're spoiling it for yourself. (laughs) It is true. True. I just wanted to stab and kill him. I just wanted to kill him for what you get the credit for killing him. It's fine. As long as I get no, it. I wanted to loot his body. Right? I wanted to <laughs> I mean, he's, he's boasted so much about I want being Red Riders. able to steal his rich stuff. <laughs> I want right? Red Riders' helmet. He boasted because he wasn't. <laughs> I did I get Red Riders' helmet, though. I, oh, no, yeah. I, no, I have Bakaris' helmet. I have Bakaris' helmet. Yeah, that's what happened. You gotta, you gonna wear it? You gonna, like, wear it around? It's a giant helmet and... No, because I have my dragon cr- helm of the dragon crown. Yeah. Riz is just collecting things from collecting the hats. Apparently, you are you, yeah, you are <laughs> you're just Farah. Woman of many hats. I'm just Farah. Yeah. yeah, you said Razir okay. went into that really fiery, and it kind of like Bracaris, uh Junior being there took away from the scariness of uh, the the rider. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And so in Orintiros's head, wasn't like upset or angry about anything with Bracaris. So it's mm. interesting seeing like how other players go into yeah. that. And so, it is like method in, acting in because you're thinking about what your died. character would do. Yes. Does it? Good. Bakaris died, they brought him back. It's fine. In yeah. in the Dirk Tales universe, Bakaris the Younger died. It's in the wiki. Therefore, yeah, they can always bring him back. It's fine. It's and he good. said, No, curse you, Razira. <laughs> and then he I falls mean... on a spike, a tree that's been like But it just over, goes in his yeah. butt. And he's like, All Oh my butt. I mean, he could he could have his his uh, Star Wars three Darth Vader moment of no. Yeah. You know what he you know what but you know what actually happened. Hold on. Somehow Bakaris has returned. There you go. That's what happened. Okay, he fell to his death, but somehow Bakaris has returned. Actually, since this is not Star Wars and is more the, the I'm going to phrase this a particular way, knockoff version of Star Wars, <laughs> um, it's it's more the do not want instead of the no <laughs> from the terrible translation. <laughs> God. Oh, God. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so um, any other any other comments about this before we start answering questions from the audience? Anybody have anything they want to say about this? What worked, what didn't, besides, like, the obvious? I thought it was really cool that <laughs> how easy it seemed to for anybody to fall off and how dynamic you made it. Thank so you. I want to give you props for, Aww. like, okay, this person falls, but, like, as a reaction, they grab onto Godfrey. Godfrey's or this empty um so like even though we knocked the red rider off, off. her dragonelle she ended up landing on like what was it like Bacaris's actually Bacaris's because I shoved Bacaris off and then I made the smart ass comment as Riz because I thought she was falling and then then she grabbed and came on this dragon and then tossed yeah. it off. And and, then or she or she landed great. on one with someone else and then pushed that person off. And I'm like, she's it a I kinda want her to live. There were times where like three of us or two of us were falling at some point in the y combat. Yeah. It was quite it was stressful. pretty stressful being like i can't <laughs> stop them from falling oh god i'm not a wizard i don't have feather fall shit <laughs> feather fall feather fall feather fall you get a feather fall you get a feather fall everyone gets I mean, a feather fall the thing is is i can do it on all of us they but if out. not all of us are falling then why am i doing it on all of us <laughs> kind True. of thing right just in case just in just in and, case and because of well i'm but because of the like how long it it lasts sometimes it's like oh if the fight's going for a while you know <laughs> how long does it last yeah. a minute uh, i think it's like a minute yeah so like 10 like rounds. 10 rounds right yeah yeah i mean <laughs> and it could be that it would be fine and and everybody's fine but it's also like i want to make sure i can still featherfall people if they do or if they're out of range that's the other thing mm -hmm. right because i want to be able especially because people were dropping super fast it was like I had to be able to hit them with the feather fall and before they fell out of range. 
Yeah. Do they keep Featherfall when they go out of that range? Uh, yes. Like if they because fall once out I of once I range? cast it, it's on them. It's not. Man, that would suck right, if they right. didn't. Can you imagine? Right? <laughs> <Whee>! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You only get slowed down for a little bit. It's like parachute, and then your parachute gets cut. It's like, ooh, what if Bacaris had Featherfall? Mm. Oh yeah, that's what happened. Mm. That's 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 <laughs> definitely what. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not concentration. So, um, and even if it was, I think the range doesn't matter at that point. But yeah, as long as the spell hits them and then it's yes. on them, then they fall. Fair. Yeah, it's not concentration, right? Featherfall is in concentration, or is it? What are the odds it's of not. me it's calling Morphing so, yeah, Lord, Lord Soth into a chicken? <laughs> I have legendary resistances, so probably not great. So we've got to burn through those first, then you can polymorph him into a chicken. Just, just, just polymorph, 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 and the fourth one, he's a chicken. Yep. Okay. How many and then how many we shove think... that chicken into the bag of holding. <laughs> I forgot Riz got the portable hole at the end of last game. Are you going to pull it that over his such... head? Yes. Oh, my camera died. Loop. Bye. <laughs> okay. I thought you were mimicking me putting a, hole, a, a portable hole over Soth. That's what happened. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Oh, hold on. Ooh, I now go. 9,000. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I can't let you do that. What's on the other side of that hole? Well, it glory. It <laughs> also, anybody who wants to see a good movie, watch Glorious on on Shutter. It's uh, it's oh my God. It, it's you remember, Robin? You watched it with I, me. I that's why I was like, oh my god! It was surprisingly good. Uh, it's not for the squeamish. No, not at all. Uh, and I'm not going to yeah, describe it because this has to go on YouTube. Good, bad. I mean, it was a low-budget like movie. It's got J.K. Simmons as a as a monster in a hole that is full of glory. Just trust me; it's pretty good. Um, okay, so let's get on to some comments and questions. So, a big thank you to everybody who did leave comments on the videos, and even the one that was questioning the 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 tactics of the dragons. I think it was a, it opened up a great conversation. So, I think that that is is great to do. So, thanks everybody who did that. Honestly. And I'm not calling anybody out. I think that that's anything that furthers honest communication is great, right? And everybody runs it differently. Uh, now that said, let's get on to the question. So there was one a little while back that was, okay, take two. What was each fa player's favorite part of this half of chapter seven? Would it be Kalara one-shotting the combat with Lord Bakaris before the battle could even begin? What is it? Was it Hazel well, using the shield? Like who, who would everybody love? I definitely do like when I'm really cool. So, <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, my favorite part was Riz uh, using my switching my magical weapon to my hoe pack and just like ye eating things from orbit and killing. Oh, my favorite moment was one shotting the Bone Minotaur, which I guess is part. Oh, of the next that, chapter that's next. That's next chapter. No spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers. I love it. Okay. What about uh what about Christine? What was your favorite part? So actually, well, I guess Robin, think of a think of another part. Since 
that's next chapter M mine was the the uh the mage c confrontation that was really 100%. good Um, I'm glad Orintero's got to kind of be there for that. Of yeah, course, no, that was good. You're her, you're her apprentice. Ah, I found a <laughs> found a shortcut through your hedge maze. <laughs> God, whoop! <laughs> I just oh, followed my nose. This was you thought this was secret? No, the elves all talk about it. <laughs> we know how to get here. <laughs> God, all the pointy eared ones uh, know exactly how to get here. It's just through the shelf. Yeah. 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 You just gotta touch the third book and like walk yeah. through. It's fine. Yeah. Orintiros is just sitting on the top, waiting, watching. Tim is rating. Elderly folks, guess in the comments. <laughs> and then just just randomly casting either silvery barbs or vicious mockery at people. <laughs> oh, wait until I do both in one round. Oh boy, I'm I'm waiting for it. Uh, but yeah, favorite moment. Uh, I really enjoyed the scene with Risen Kalara after the the flame strike because it kind of reminded me of trauma that Riz had already, and then had a very nice bonding moment with Kalara. So I that was probably my favorite moment of the chapter. It was very wholesome, very fun to nice do. Yee. What about you, Christine or Cal? What were your favorites? Um. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> I got to be really fucking cool, so, and do something really, really sweet. So that's kind of, like, where my favorite is sitting. Like, With the I dragon? Don't... Sorry? Like, banishing the dragon? Or with, I mean, uh, burning there was that. Them? There was also, like, the one-shot six people. <laughs> um, like, there was a few moments where Kalara got to be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I really do like this, but there was a lot of things in like the, that section where I thought it was like really cool and really fun. Like, but those are probably my standouts cause it was me getting to be cool. Fair. Who doesn't like I being think, cool? Um, exactly. I think, um, I think, oh, I for we forgot, I forgot to talk about this little moment. Um, hmm. or in Tiro's checking to make sure that like, Hey, these people that were roasted, are they like draconian? <laughs> and you're like, no, they're all people. And that kind of like moment with, um, with, um, who was that with? Was it Derrett where you lied for him? Right. That was, was really the, mo the moment with him and Derrett. And he was yeah. like, oh, are we, Oh, they were they were trying to open the gate, and then Orintiros mentioned this like the shapeshifters and all of that. And it's like, eh, they they knew that they were that they were like you know traitors or whatever, but that's not I don't know, the same. That was an right? interesting. I thought that yeah. was really revelatory, actually. Like it was really yeah. cool. Yeah, no, it was it was great. Like the interaction there and like the the humanity and showing Orintiros once again being willing to take the hit for someone else. It was yeah. very, it was very white robe. Yeah, I'm happy with how that came along. Um and in contrast to that 
moment, um, just like the stunting uh, I ended up doing for it, I was like, how do I make telekinesis moving this dragon 15 feet closer to the ground cool? Like choke slamming it? And, yeah, that'll do it. And um, you understood that I was using like the bonus action to move the sword and do all of this or whatever. And then I was using my action to cast the spell, but I just kind of described it to you as a stunt that involved an action and a bonus action. And it ended mm. up being really cool. And I guess you thought so too, because you were like, here, have an extra D six or <laughs> something like that. I because... thought it was, I thought it was great. Like I absolutely adored it. And, uh, and th then that was the cool uh, kind of like layup. Right? Like the alley-oop for like, hey, dragon's on the ground now. And then bam! And then bam! You disintegrated it. You atomized it. Or it's like lost somewhere. It's All in right. a better place. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Chris's favorite thing was romance. I'm, uh, I'm just going to say that. He was probably being romantical. I don't know if it if it was or not, but I'm gonna say it. I mean, also probably like for being a badass, the the death dragon getting to use the lance. I'm pretty sure That's that true. was probably a highlight for Chris as well. One of the dragons yeah. was yeah, one of it was like a shatter and like a whole bunch of yeah, it was shatter, Godfrey, and Levna that did that dragon. Um, Just the one death. Yeah, dragon. and I I think sure. it's whenever I cast haste on Godfrey and he gets to use the lance. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty. That's, another that's, lance. And another lance. Another one. <laughs> another one. Oh, what's that? You just attacked me and missed? <laughs> like his battle master stuff. Like, yeah. I was like, man, he, he's got a reaction for everything. Yeah. It's true. He's, uh, yeah. It's true. I am paying attention. I'm working on something dumb right now for you guys as a present. Uh -oh. oh, no. Uh-oh. We've got a present coming. You got a present. It's incoming. I just have to adjust a couple of a couple of text lines. Um, so was there anything else from this chapter that really stood out? I think my favorite one from this chapter was the Red Ruin fight. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, or alternatively, the um, I really did like the the goodbye meal with everybody. Oh yeah. Mm. The, the let's spend some time together before the end bit. Yeah. Because you got to yeah, put I didn't want to slow us down and talk about that, but earlier when we went past it, but that was, I don't know. I, I liked that. Well, it's, it's I mean, it's and all about the characters, right? Like, yeah. Got to right, make them. Right. And Kalara's siblings and Levna. Yeah. Gotta... And... Yeah. I think it's it's great. I'm looking forward to the end of this. I don't think like, I was there. Was I? I think you were you were not there, unfortunately. That was the night you missed That's everybody. Yeah. Everybody else will play. I'm like, is my memory that bad? <laughs> yeah, yes, like, but yes, but no. Honestly, yes, but no, I also got to miss Orintiro's following his nose. Yeah, you didn't miss <laughs> it that. seemed like I was annoying Kelly, but I was like, Well, you can't give like me a blood hole. I can't I can't <laughs> give you a blood where Hazel is. Bloodhound. I had to yeah, encourage yeah. you. Literally used your nose like Toucan Sam, right? So yeah. So many um, <laughs> many sessions ago, um, Razira pulled out some colorful candy, 
like cereal mm -hmm. out of her bag yeah. and yeah. Orantiros grabbed it and he ate one of them. And he said that <laughs> the next time you um, do a perception check where you follow your nose, you get advantage. And I, <laughs> I wrote that down and I remembered and I was like, all right, I'm going to follow Hazel's perfume. It's just dwarven musk. It's not perfume. Same thing. Same thing. It's, it's still highly, highly sought after. Highly addictive. We need to, we need to put an end to, um, to the, uh, the dwarf hunt. Dwarf, dwarf spice must flow. Yeah. You chase them oh until they get really sweaty and then you just wipe them down with a towel and run away. <laughs> what what have we descended into, guys? Like what? I Next question. I don't Next know. question. You, you started making something dumb for us off camera, and we just kind of spiraled. That's yeah. fair. what All happens right. when you let us leave us alone. Okay. Yeah. There's a All lot right. of neurodivergence in this thing. All right. What's the next question? It is. Um, let's see. Councilmember Lurk asked, "Who is each each player uh, each player's least favorite NPC?" Ooh, the least favorite questions. The least favorites like, are least hard. Least favorite in the sense of I don't like their character, or least favorite yeah, is just like eh, are like they just don't mean just like blanket any statement. NPC or ones that were actually like run regularly by Kelly. I don't too. view well, least favorite as in like like a character you dislike. Like I actually think the Bracaruses are really good yeah. characters. We'll see, and yeah, that's just exactly. it. That's is, is it the, yeah, is it the characters that we like hate in character and some often out of character because they're like terrible people, <laughs> but we love to hate them, or yeah. is it, is it? Give the, me one like, of each. Give, oh, you can do. I got you can one. Do one. I got one. I'll go first this mm -hmm. time. Blue-haired, uh, mystery ghost. Oh yeah, she's showing just... up twice in the entire campaign. Uh, kind of yeah. think she and, doesn't need and... to be. No, I loved uh, Kelly uh, playing her. But yeah, she yeah. kind of feels like okay. a weird. You guys can say unless you book. call me out personally, I'm not going to assume you're saying that I did a bad job. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay. But she no. does feel she kind of like useless. a gather round children, and you think yeah. so too? Yeah. She. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what she feels like. She feels like the fucking railroad tracks of this module. Mm. Very thin. That's a. <laughs> that's a good point. And it's um, obvious that she's a ghost, right? Now it is. What? Now it is. <laughs> okay. But. But it was also the like, I mean specifically, it's the oh, don't go fight Sathi. You won't you won't hear don't like you won't be able to deal with it. Go get this mirror instead. That part is just like no, bitch, <laughs> no, bitch. Have you you haven't been with us the entire adventure? What the fuck do you know? Oh, yeah, one of you said that to him. Who was better. that? One of you were like, well, thanks for coming to helping us now. I guess riz said that i was riz was spicy riz was spicy okay well, last like, episode riz was spicy a lot of that like we got so much of his backstory already seeded why couldn't they have seeded that then mm. why did we have to have somebody tell us oh okay. you're not ready go go somewhere else and get something else okay so we've back. all decided that no matter what you're gonna die fighting soth or or nothing right right yeah okay yeah. well I mean, we're gonna get the mirror first. It, it would have been different if she had been like, hey, go get this thing that will help you in your fight, rather than you can't fight him, go do this other thing. No, you see, the, the famous thing in writing is you, you tell, don't show. 
That's true. You... Oh, right, right, right. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm right. not a writer so, or anything. So no. here, this is, this is a demo, <laughs> but here you go. I'll give it to the chat, too. Well, <laughs> somehow, dot, dot, dot. Vakaris has returned. has returned. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Very nice. There you go. I'll have to adjust it so that it shows up on all shirts later. But there you go. Because it's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> um, and for those listening later, I made a t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, for characters I hate in the game because they are assholes, obviously Bakaris. Both. Yeah. Love to hate him. Love to hate him, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, yeah. Both of them. The I'm going to say both of them. One more than the other, but still both of them. Yeah. Because the son is only the son, the person he is, because of who his dad raised. Mm-hmm. Woof, you're not Sometimes, wrong. Sometimes, in this case, definitely not wrong. In this case, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. There's always a chance that like upbringing does not necessarily control the choices you make and the person you end up being. But in this case, he's a spoiled, rotten, entitled little bastard. <laughs> what are you saying that nature and nurture are not synonymous? What? I don't. I don't agree. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty sure that got nurtured into him pretty damn hard. But he probably has some like nature oh, in there too. He's got. But maybe he could have been a cool dude that. if he hadn't been no, raised like no, a never. rich, thoughtless, spoiled kid. Yeah. No, yeah. couldn't have been a cool dude. Trust been fund kid. Evil, no matter what. He probably didn't get enough attention blood. from his daddy and had to act out too, and then, mm. right, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so and so other npcs that you you like or hate who's your favorite npc of this campaign so far of i mean levna's awesome but she's with us always so that yeah, makes sense she does levna even count she's one of us she's a sidekick yeah she's, she's a dmpc i mean but yeah I, I still count her as an npc because she's not one of our player characters <laughs> i'll allow it i'll allow it yeah. Yeah, but they're kind of like I'm, she's I'm like saying, an optional character of the NPCs. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying like that like because she's a sidekick and because she's around us all yeah. the time, obviously she's going to be awesome. So I'm yeah. also picking other things, but I do count her as an NPC. Other yeah. than Levna, what yes. are your? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I love Darrett. Yep, Keanu Darrett. That you just yeah, randomly is like how well, how should he sound? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that was okay. great. That that but really kind of works with him. Because yeah. like you found a way to be like, like earnest and noble, mm-hmm. and like cheerful with them, yeah. and I'm like, he's wholesome. Yeah, it he's works. Very wholesome. Yeah. He's very he's wholesome. He's not necessarily. Uh, he's not necessarily like super like chival chivalrous. Keep going. I'm just gonna let my noble, dog out. But he's very like noble, uh, but very wholesome. Um, I really like Ness. I think she's a great NPC. She's and the whole like Ness and Levna thing is great. Mm, the other one, Lavender. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I also I also liked Lavender you, because you know, funny. I, was I didn't know really Kelly hard. could do. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I was I was trying to like really not show that Hazel was a uh, was a sorcerer. Oh, was a wizard. Was a mage by sorcery. Oh, I remember like, that. Hiding. So I, the, I love the Lavender rope. because of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what was it Orintiros was like oh, oh I didn't know that there was a purple robe 
of the high Hazel, sorcery. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> and Hazel was also like, uh-huh. <laughs> like just kind of playing along with his story because I didn't know that Kelly could do um uh Christopher Walken impression. So when he's like, oh, uh, what does he sound like? Like, should it be oh, and I was just like Christopher Walken. I could do and any so, impression if I'm dared. It, yeah, exactly. That's it's how you dare. find out. How you find yeah. out. I don't you think can I can do, do Michael yeah. J. Fox. I, I think that that is probably beyond me. But uh, it's hard because he's not like. It's hard to actors that don't have like an easy caricature, like a, mm -hmm. an easy. Oh, oh geez. Oh, oh. He's just Morty, right? Like. Ah, uh, jeez, Doc, I, ah, uh, we, <laughs> I get to see, he turns into Morty. Like, ah, uh, Doc, we, we gotta go and, ah, uh, ah, uh, jeez, that's not a good idea. Nobody uh, calls Doc. me chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's hard because he's not easy. Like, whereas, like, Sean Connery, you can either well, do it or Connery. you don't. You, you, yeah. you either, you, you learn or you don't. And ironically, practicing Sean Connery helps you do a better Shaggy, I think, for some reason. Like Scooby Doo and Shaggy? Like Zoinks! Yeah, because it's the exact opposite. Oh, like Zoinks. Like we gotta Zoinks. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> like Zoinks. Would you like do it for a Scooby snack? Would you do it for a Scooby snack? <laughs> You've really got to make a meal of those words. <laughs> Scooby snack. A Scooby snack. Anyway, um, Scooby guess we know snack. that Rick and Morty was based on Back to the Future. Come on, everybody knows that. Um, uh, come on, come on, <laughs> come on! Just so Roman in the chat being like pop up video. Pop? Does everybody remember pop up video? Oh my on MTV? god! Hell yes! Hell yeah! Soul oh, Omen is our yeah. little oh, is our pop up video. <laughs> Soul pop Omen is video. our. Oh yeah. It was it was a music video. They'd have like little pop up notes about like oh yes, this song was inspired by this. Or Phil Collins mm -hmm. saw uh, it, someone drown it, somewhere. It was early meme trivia. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, kind of. It'd be like, oh, this was originally written while blah, 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 and blah, blah, were hanging out at a bar. Mm -hmm. Oh, this yeah. wardrobe was the leftover, like, blah, blah, from this music video. This was Just shot little at things like that. where this movie's also been shot at. Yeah. yeah, I honestly think that plus my ADHD has made me want to look up all the things when I'm watching something. <laughs> You know what? Up of videos. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Half like, a bring back. Have, up of have video. A extra program that just tells me all these things. I, <laughs> right? Doesn't, I um, is it Prime or something else that Prime can, does? Like, oh, yeah, the X-ray. The X-ray. Yes, that's so good oh. to be like, who's in this scene right now? Who is Where that do guy? I know this actor? Who is oh, it? Oh, cool. I don't watch a lot of Prime, so. Yeah, is it no, Prime the that does that? Feature? Yeah, it's Prime. It's X-ray Prime. I just discovered that. It's and so I was good. Like, oh, shit. That's it's good. been many times because it's I mean, definitely like more prime video. I've had to pause <laughs> movies and go look up the person because I'm like, this is driving me crazy. Where do I know this person from? All right. And even even the worse is sometimes now. I've come across act I've come across actors where I'm like, I don't know where I know this person from, and then I can't figure out where I know them from because I don't know right. anything that they've been in. Oh yeah. All right. So I think that's all the main questions. I think that's everything, right? Does anybody have anything else they want to mention? I don't think so. I think we're to the, the last little bit. The last little bit's mm -hmm. going to be so good. It's going to be so good. 
Um, so folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of how to run chapter seven, part one. Uh, hopefully you picked up some, some nice ideas for your own campaign, or at least got to hang out with us for a bit. Uh, I'm really excited to run these last, like, who knows how many episodes. Uh, I think we're almost, I think we're almost set for soft bowl. Soft bowl, <laughs> soft bowl, soft bowl. I, you know what? Better to go down in a blaze of glory, right? Right. Um, I, Agreed. I think do it, do it. I will be the worst to you. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, then maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, be sure to join us next time on Shadow of the Dragon Queen. A big thank you to our sponsor for the night, Bookworm Games. Uh, Bookworm Games is a fantastic dice emporium where you can get 170 plus different types of dice from liquid core to resin, from acrylic to gemstone. And right now, you should get some tea because it's it's the cold season, folks. It's cold and flu season. And some gaming-themed tea will help make you feel better. Go to Bookworm Games right now. Spend... $100 and your shipping's free. And guess what? You can spend $110 and get free shipping because of code Dorktales, which will save you 10%. So you definitely want to go do that. Um, they're a great company and you get they have some great stuff on their site. So go check them out. Besides that, a big thank you to everyone on our Patreon. Dorktales could not exist without Patreon support. Like it really couldn't because this is a full-time gig. Um, I need it to buy things like food and costumes and art so if you would like to support the channel directly show us how much you love us go to patreon it really does make a difference uh in keeping the lights on here at patreon.com slash dorktales you get a bunch of different perks uh today you got an episode of me and kel talking about serial killing uh or was that yesterday no that was today i, was today? I listened to it first thing it was cute right um it was very uh, cute you guys talked about lactose intolerance and frito yeah. pause which Thanks. i you're like no one's gonna comment and then i immediately texted you oh you did send me a frito fido thing yeah yep Thanks. jen what were you gonna say um no i just had the thought because um this just i just found out today that it's possible i'm going to be uh a podcast episode for mage the podcast not mine mage the podcast is going to be coming out this weekend um Ooh. my interview with them for paradox so i want yeah. to yeah because it's exciting. Ooh, Sweet. It, That's exciting. It's, it's very uh, apparently cool. he lost like he lost like sixteen hours of editing in a in a uh, audio editing in a uh, hard drive crash, and so he's like, <gasps> "What do I have that's already done and <laughs> ready to go?" Basically. Whoa. Nice. So. so also um, join the Patreon so uh, Kelly can ooh. you know hire an editor because he does all the editing and running and everything. I literally so. edited four episodes of something today, so. I've been saying for years that Kelly has a time turner. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I need to. I, that's the only explanation I can. Or he doesn't sleep. I need to do more. Uh, or both uh, are sleeping. You're not wrong. Editing for the dwarf pod because. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, I have. I have episode two of Dork Pod up in my editing bay right now, ready to go nice. back to it and start editing it down so it comes out this week because it's it's like a month late because I've been so busy with extra life. So I and well, I don't I mean three I'm super behind on because I got sick and have been catching up for the past six weeks. So right. <laughs> So anyway, folks, join the Patreon, darn it. Uh and join the likes of my mom. Don't you want to be like my mom? She's great. I talked to her for an hour and a half today. It was kind of we we did a video call. It was nice. We don't we don't ever talk that often. So mm -hmm. it's 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 really nice. We talked about a bunch of cool stuff. Um we also we talked about we talked about people who leave like I'm not watching your video because of pronoun use. We talked about that. And she called all of those people idiots. So if my mom said it, it must be true. 
Um, oh, that's true. Nice. It's true. Uh, you can join her. You can join Bricarius, who ruined us saying Bacarus forever um, yep. in this. You know, yes. I never said 100%. it. In, I, I never said the wrong name in there, not until like episode this far in. Right. I said the right word the right time every time up until last session. And I was like, I know you you've me. never done it. I was like, whoa, Cal messed up. I know. I've... Dang it. Right. Um, you can join Bercarius, our uh, wonderful demonic patron who, Breck, they still don't know what I've done. And it's great. Um, our Wizards of the Patreon, are Tammy the Forever. Are we supposed to know? Are we yeah. missing something? Yeah, you totally are. Um, Wizard oh. of the Patreon, Tammy <laughs> the Forever Cleric and the Ink <laughs> Goblin. I told Jen. I told only Jen. <laughs> it, it took me a minute. Like, I, I had to ask Kelly. So, yeah, it's fine. Like, well, and I doing? definitely am not going to get it because yeah. I do not put clues together at all. Period. I you have to tell me. It just goes over my head. Otherwise, what am I missing? Um, okay, and finally, our high council of the Patreon, like Larouk loves to call out, Taryn, Buddy, Amberthist, Raven with Bobbles, Karasha Urquhart, Sheffield Death, Larouk, Sorcerer Sanguine, and Mike Baxter. Folks, if you join the Patreon this month as well, you are getting Technocracy Zero Sum episode seven. Six? Seven? What are we on? Eight? Twenty? Eight. Eight. You get The Radiant Citadel, episode four. Five? Four? Something like that? Four. It's four. And it's five because it's the fourth adventure, but you guys Oh, fair, fair. Five. And then you get Technocracy Zero Sum, episode nine, because we're doing a double tap this month because of the holidays next month. And you get another episode of Hunter the Vigil coming out. You'll probably get another episode of Demon the Descent this month. And you'll probably get the next episode of Old Gods of Appalachia at the end of the month. So that's many episodes. I'm not even going to bother counting. Way too much stuff to do. <laughs> People like Nadpod do one additional thing a month. I am and, literally dying for you here. Give me a coffee. And then our games. And then our regular Twitch games, which are three or four weeks. We have no yeah, free time. Uh, we have no free time. No, yeah, this is my free time. Uh, the other thing that I want to say to you. Oh, yeah, and there's Lower Decks on Monday. Thank you, Chandra. Um, Lower Dorks. Yep. Lower Dorks. Yeah, Lower Dorks. Uh, which is still one of the best titles I've ever made. And um, I actually, and then like, we've got so much stu stuff coming in the new year, uh, folks. Not, oh, Alien Destroyer of Worlds is supposed to come out this month. I guess I'm going to have to push that to December so that I don't just use all the content up. So also, we still have to finish. We still, we only did act one. So that took us three episodes. So like, we have to keep going. Um, so folks, you got to revamp on that. Something got to revamp. There. Yeah, I got to, got to recast that, don't we? Um, that would be easier to fit people in then. That episode, Alien, is brutal. Uh, but folks, that is going to be the the end for us tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, I will be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific playing Planescape Torment. Come and hang out with me. Um, and then uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with another, another episode of The World Below, our sponsored content from Onyx Path Publishing for their new subterranean uh, spooky D&D &D fantasy adventure thing. It's, it's great. It's wonderful. Speaking that hat's of, getting taller. Speaking of Planescape... <laughs> Planescape starts. Planescape starts on the 19th. Not the 18th, as I yeah. kept saying. No, I almost. There's a, I put a pop-up in the video I encoded today to correct myself, but just once. Yes. Um, 
also the high yeah, shelf collectors the, the costumes are insane the costumes are really insane mm. um so uh unfortunately yeah yeah never mind uh but that's yeah, gonna be it for us tonight it is yeah, tomorrow, isn't it? It is tomorrow. I gotta, I gotta prep for that. Uh, so hey, thank Robert, you so much. Guild Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if, not, if you don't watch us, go watch them play Guild Wars. Yeah. Uh, all right. So folks, <laughs> that is going to be it for us tonight. We will see you next time on Dragonlance: Shadow of the Dragon Queen as we head into Soth Bowl. Good night, everybody. Dragonlance: Shadow of the Dragon Queen is a Dork Tales production. It stars Chris Blogg as Godfrey High Valor, Robin Holford as Razira Moonbrush, Jen Peters as Hazel Nightgrammon, Christine Rattray as Kalara Vingard, and Kaylin Vinson as Orontiros. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. For a full list of music used in this episode, please check the show notes below. This episode also used music and sound effects from TabletopAudio.com. Tabletop Audio is one of the best resources that a roleplayer can have. It has ambient sound effects, 10-minute loops, and plenty of things to bring additional ambience to your role-playing experience. We're not sponsored by them, we just love them. Go visit them today and support them if you can. If you like what we do here, you can help us grow by becoming a patron at patreon.com dorktales. Speaking of which, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of the patrons over at patreon.com dorktales who help dorktales exist. We couldn't do this without your support, and I want to thank you all individually for everything that you do. Starting with our divine producers, Jan and Bob Kessler, who are uh, my parents, which is always fun and not at all awkward to say. To our demonic producer, Precarious, who brings evil and fun in equal measures. To our wizards of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric and the Ink Goblin. You're wizards now! The High Council of the Patreon, who donate $25 or more a month and are just the swellest people on Earth. Taryn, Dustin, Amberthist, Raven with Bobbles, Karasha Urquhart, Chef Aladeth, LaRue, Sorcerer Sanguine, and Mike Baxter. To our level 20 hero, Michael Eilat, the graphics guy, who's responsible for most of the graphics you see on Dorktales. To our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, Collinson, Snowy323, Hans H. Boundahoof, Chandra Magic, Iron Warrior X, Draconis Majers, Dodger Lakers fan, Jamal Cheatham, Spork Saber, Renee Hayes, Raven Avarlix, Craig Hallstrom, Darcy Gibbs, Custom Blink, and Brandon Keane. Thank you so much. Our very important patrons, Camille, who might be six possums in a trench coat, Caitlin Vinkel, an actual guinea pig, Eternal Student Dale Cope, Winemaster Robin Holford, Lord Evan of Antier, Jason Tudor, the Mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista, the Siege Effects Engine, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Trizelta, aka James Bodage, Jade, the Maker of Monsters, United Adventure Company, SM Pace, Just Andy, an Insomniac Veterinarian, Pax Cow, Andrew Wolf, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Diggy Diggy Blog, Evil, Professor Multiverse, Tommy Kiyama Spenson, Stormshanks, The Bong Master, Jeremy Smith, Lockgen, Slurp, Graham Rudkin, Policino, Malazang, Laura Arasmith, Mashmakan, the Dixon Three, Sean Oldham, Lost Crack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, DM Shari, Whistler, Stuart Tiffin, Owls, Bartold, Drew Thompson, Tyler Saunders, David Carnan, Waffle Rabbit, Fally Pally, Robbie Dick, Parker Radborn, Shannon McLean, Cade Green, Walter Manbeck, Chris Kane, Braddockism, Stephen, Denise Atwood, Jom Jarden, Nyla, Russell Christian, Shelley Garvin, Johnny Nemec, Joseph, Stephen Malik, Gamehen, James G, Saberslaw, Joshua Chandler, Frederic Lepont Moret, Karama215, Tyrone Slothrop, Ezra Santos, Chris Chindloy, QXVW198, The Comment Guy, Doc Flame YT, Phoenix Queen, Trey, Chris, Dark Sun, The Queer Mountain Witch, Kalen Whitebeard, Thalen the Wild Elf, Hooser Jedi, Rethus, Beastborg, Ronzol, Iron Sun, Zorak, Leroy Bryce, Meredith McCann, Will Wisner, 
Aridian, the mysterious Plutonian, Rousey, and Stephanie Leonard. And of course, to our dork squad, Jen Peters, Brent Stewart, CTSRTY, Hayliz, Zach Rules, Ava Hernandez, Jacob Embury, Catherine Petricelli, Heavy Metal and T, Kathleen Halperin, Judith Steen, Orion the Scott, Erica Lena, Kayla Haynes, Oni Yuri, Stephen Pearson, Peppermint, Dennis Dory, Isaac Griffin Onan, Hunter, Robert Leach, and David McCrellis. Hey, thank you so much for supporting us. Honestly, Dork Tales exists because of the support that you bring to us on Patreon. If you want to be like them and help support the channel directly, help keep the lights on, and help keep food on the table of this full-time gig, please go to patreon.com slash dorktales. By joining, you'll get a ton of additional perks, such as an additional five to six games a month, on top of additional posts, a behind-the-scenes podcast, and more. Thanks so much for everything. And hey, if you want to just spend some time with us, join the Discord. It's free for everybody, and we love having a wonderful and thriving community. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.